Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ann and Una. And you're listening to Engage, the podcast. say on the uh the Truman show I don't know you know you know what I'm talking about though. I do I can't remember that anyway <laughs> we're here we we're back for another week mm-hmm. thank you all who are listening in we mm-hmm. appreciate it yeah um and welcome to engage the podcast where we discuss all things wedding planning and healthy relationships you retain you were saying earlier that you didn't have a podcast voice you have a podcast voice are you starting to like... But I don't think I have a podcast voice. I think I'm just like doing a podcast. So like inherently my voice is a podcast voice. Cause so we all have podcast voice in our own way? We all have the... Pos- yeah, we all have the... What am I... What? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm so tired. Okay. Yeah. yeah this uh, this daylight savings... Um, Mess. We woke up super early on Saturday. Like 6 o'clock. At like 6 o'clock for no reason. Like both was just up kicking it. 6 a.m. Went to bed at like 11. I saw the sunrise. Took a picture of it, woke me up. <laughs> I didn't wake you up to see it. You woke up, and I was like, oh, well, you might as well see the picture. And after that, I couldn't go back to sleep. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, for folks who are tuning in for the first time, welcome. Um, hopefully, somebody referred you. That would be super tight. Or hopefully, you just caught wind through some other means. I'm glad you just caught wind of the podcast being a thing. Um, and for returning listeners, um, welcome back again. I'm always happy to chop it up with you all and glad that you all um, care about the stuff that we're talking about. Because at the end of the day, um, again, like this is more so for for Una and I to kind of like learn stuff about ourselves and like things that we may um, encounter during our time in marriage and stuff with um, the interviews and stuff that we have and also just like our conversation. But like, again, we hope that and are glad that you all are continuing to tune in and are listening. So much so to the fact that we actually are now five-star rated on iTunes. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really nice try, but uh, a, little, a little short. A, I'll let you do that. Um, five-star rated. Very exciting. Very um, exciting. So clearly, <laughs> uh, hopefully, you know, people who listened to the last episode were like, man, let me stop playing and, and rank them. Because again, if it's, if it's trash, if we're trash, that's cool. Like, give us a one star. You can star. be, honest, you can cool. be honest. We need that feedback. Um, but the fact that, you know, we now have enough ratings to be on. Um, to have our ratings show. Be, to yeah. have rated shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. So, um, really appreciate you all for the folks who dare rate to, to rate us. Um, we encourage people, if, you, if this is your third episode listening to us and you haven't rated us yet, please just, please just rate us. Just go ahead and like, slide This is going to be a yeah. mainstay in your podcast library. Which we hope it is. If you're, gonna, if you're subscribed and you haven't rated us, just, just go ahead and slide that over. Because they actually do matter. Um, not for, I mean, like, it's good that we see five stars, but, like, it matters for, like, some other, like, entrepreneurial things that we may be trying to get involved with. You know what I'm saying? So just want to make sure that, you know, we get those ratings. Okay, I think we can. Okay, I'm, I'm off on some lines. <laughs> Um, but again, shout out to everyone who who has listened to us and um, who was rocking with us thus far. Um, definitely appreciate you all. 
All right, so uh, Anthony, uh, what's what's happening with the wedding? That was, no, <laughs> you are funny today. <laughs> uh, what's happening with the wedding? We um, so on our last episode, like we told folks, we solidified our venue, okay. um, and now we're in the process of solidifying other um, vendors, other vendors, other large financial pieces of our Woo. wedding. Because um, there's a lot of transition happening with us, so it's the wedding, there's grad school, there's new jobs, um, there's moving, and we're really trying to like lock down as much of as much as we can before, um, before um, we transition to wherever our next move is um, by the fall. Um, and I think that one thing that we've been looking at with all of our vendors, uh, we're just looking at people who are good people and who are like willing to work with us versus mm-hmm. like you know make it a business like make love a business if that makes sense right i think we mentioned with our vendor or i'm sorry our venue that the event planner there was just like super welcoming and really really warm when we came in and we went in thinking that we wouldn't we were just seeing it to see it and mm-hmm. left being like this is the place um and i think that we've been trying to make sure that we're feeling that with our other vendors as well because it's so clear the difference of people who are like, oh, look, it's like another client who like wants this information. They just give you the information. I like that's what it is. See you later. Let me know if you're interested versus somebody who's like, I really want to work with you. I want to learn more about you mm-hmm. and your story and like how we can work together, which I think is huge. So that brings us to we started looking at photographers which is a interesting process super the only place i've really like had any luck with that i mean there's so many different places you can look but i ended up just like going into instagram and looking for like wisconsin wedding photographer hashtags Mm -hmm. um but we found a few and we have some meetings set up this week so hopefully we'll have some new updates with that um but again we're really just trying to find somebody especially photographer who um, is going to capture our day that's really going to, like, be warm and welcoming and, mm-hmm. like, truly, like, work with us to to see what our vision is for this, so. Yeah, and we want people to get paid, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not trying to... Oh, no. Like, I hope we don't sound, like, cheap or anything like that because, like, we want people to get paid and we want to pay for, like, quality, but we want it to be, like, a mutual thing where, like, like we're not only paying for you to take our pictures and well, bounce, and if like, we're paying that much like right. we need to feel comfortable and confident that these are the people who like we're really going to feel good around especially like a photographer they follow you around all day you need to like make sure that like you can get along with them mm-hmm. and that they really are like cool and like bring the best out of you because if you're annoyed with your photographer all day like sucks <laughs> it does man that was suck. yeah yeah and especially on that day of all days to be annoyed exactly. that's not the day you want to be annoyed no so but we'll keep you posted we'll let you know how those go yeah we got a few meetings lined up um this week and so hopefully by the next episode we'll have something for you so in two weeks from now i think that'll be pretty solid definitely cool all right so um we our first two episodes were really just getting to know us more we had a q a last episode if you haven't tuned into those please go check those out so you can learn more about who we are and why we're doing this podcast in the first place um episode one is just our story and episode two um we had a very 
we had many different questions um, varying in topic. So go check those out. Um, but now we're starting our interview process, which is really why we decided to do this podcast in the first place to talk with other couples who are either engaged or married or indefinitely, like different stages in their relationships um, to get advice about this whole marriage thing and just like coupling and relationships and building something really strong. So um, we'll be starting today for our first episode with um, some great people that I met through Anthony. Um, and basically, we'll just have an interview format of talking about a lot of different varied topics, um, but just generally sitting down and having a conversation with them. Um, so if you would like to have any conversations with us in the future, please reach out to us and let us know. Or if you have any topics you'd like us to ugh, excuse me, discuss, please also let us know of that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so the um, our first guests are... Chad and Robin Johnson. And so like Una said, um, I introduced her to them and vice versa. Um, so Chad is Chad is one of my mentors. Um, grew up with him um, when I was at church um, in Milwaukee. And he kind of took me and um, my other four like good um, friends under his wing and like just mentored us on some, some black man to like black man type stuff. And then once we got older, um and start to like you know because this was around like 13 years old but like once we turned like 18 19 went to college um started dating and like you know being more um i want to say like solid but like being more active i guess like on dating scenes and like just with um people in general um we began to do like these things called chicken wing chats or whatever where chat would like bring us together and like we would chop it up on like some relationship type things slash like other things that we were dealing with um, just like as black male college students. Um, but where Una comes into the picture is that we had our first chicken wing chat where um, we invited our girlfriends um, to the chat because it's at, or prior to that moment, it was like guys only. Um, and so at the time, uh, two of my other good friends um, in addition to me, all had girlfriends. And so, and they were like, we were in like pretty serious relationships. I think that Una and I were the, we were in the relationship the longest, um, but everyone was around like three, two, three years, maybe one, two years, something like that. At the time, yeah. And so we brought them, Chad brought Robin, who was also like very active in my life and stuff like that. Um, and we just chopped it up. And um, from there, I think that we just always value just like their company and just like mm -hmm. their relationship and seeing them, um, seeing them in a different light, especially as we go through um, our engagement process and our um, just like what it means to be married and stuff like that. And so for this episode, um, we are focusing a lot of our attention on the financial aspects of marriage. Um, if you tuned into episode two, um, one of the questions that we got um, was kind of like centered around that topic, and it definitely prompted a lot of conversation with us on the podcast and afterwards, and we felt like they would be actually a really good couple to kind of like um, build from that conversation that we were having um, based on some of their lived experiences um, and how they were kind of able to to overcome some of the difficulties that they have. Um, and right now, I would say that they're in a pretty, like, solid financial state um, in terms Definitely. of 
um, you know, their family uh, individually. And as they put it like a whole, like they really don't look at it from an individual tip. So um, before we jump into the interview and with the questions, um, let's learn a little bit more about how Chad met Robin. Capital Court Shopping Mall in Milwaukee. Yeah, nothing about Capital Court. Nothing at all. It's now called Midtown. Midtown. But uh, Capital Court in 1997. Yes. Um, July? It was summer. He's yeah. actually more detailed than I am. Mm. Yeah. Same so. with, with Ona, yeah, for sure. More, for sure. more July. Yes. July or August, what? but... What? Yeah, you are more detailed. Okay. I'm thinking it's July of a it was summer, summer of 97. It was hot. So <laughs> summer of 97, um, she came in to Kids Foot Locker where I was already employed and uh, came for an interview. And um, I was actually one of the like team leads at that time. And the manager interviewed two people and um, asked for my advice, which he did. You know, I've been Chad the dad for all my life. Chad the dad. <laughs> Chad the dad. And uh, so he's like, you know, who do you think uh, we should hire? Uh, out of the two. And, you know, I'm like, you know, seems like something about that one right there. Mm. You know, that, uh, tell, I think. Tell the truth, Chad. Yeah, I mean, so now since you asked me to tell the <laughs> truth, that is the truth, but there's more to the story. Yes. So it was her and this gentleman named Antoine mm. who actually uh, applied for the position and both had an interview that day. Well, the reason, not only because she was beautiful, I'm like, mm, I love her to work here, you know. I, I was feeling her. But, you know, it was just something about that Antoine guy. We had a history. Mm, what's the history with Antoine? In elementary school. Oh, wow. My uh, my mother really, you know, parents don't like to say it, but she couldn't afford to get us Nike ears during certain periods of, of our childhood. But when I got my first pair of Nike ears, I was maybe in the third grade and went to recess and Antoine was jealous of it. So he stepped on my brand new pair of Nike ears and we had a little altercation. So that was third grade. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he, he just stepped on my shoes because he was a hater. And man, how how ironic he's not applying to work in the shoe store. Right. A children's <laughs> shoe store. Clearly he, see how God works. <laughs> no, no, no. Clearly, no. clearly he doesn't have respect for shoes. No. So why would I want to hire a guy in uh, kids' footlocker where we're selling shoes primarily sorry. and he doesn't respect shoes? He doesn't have respect. So when Dennis said, who should we go with? Clearly, hands down, you know, I'm like, well, not that guy. That's super objective. Like, yeah. at first, I was like, all right, you know, it's a little bit of discrimination per no, se, but no. he really it's is like, not Well, qualified. no, clearly, there was a history, you know what I mean? And so, past behavior is a good predictor of future behavior. Mm. Therefore, at that time, in my wisdom, I'm like, you know what? She seemed like she'd be the better candidate. So, it's funny we joke about it, but it's like thinking about how God really actually aligns things. So, even though you joke about it, and you're like, mm, but really... From third grade, he was like, oh, Robin going to be the one. He had to step on those brand new pair of Nike Airs. Right? Little did you know the ripple effect of that. Right? Uh, no. Didn't know. Didn't know. Yeah, they've been together since June of 98. They met in 97, but they've actually been together for 21 years 21. now. And they've been married for 15 years, which really, like, y'all will see a picture, obviously, this on this podcast, but... Mm -hmm. 
they do not look like they could have been together for that long. So no. it's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And with that, 21 years of life uh, together um, has come a lot of experience and wisdom, um, especially around like the, the elements of like finance and income and all that stuff. So reflecting back on our last question that we had in um, episode two, where someone asked, should couples split their finances 50-50 or proportional to income? Um, we asked that question to them um, to get their their thoughts, and I think that they really had a, a really good um, way of thinking about that that really helped us in our perspectives. Definitely. So I was going to say, even your, I'm listening to your wording of 50-50, we don't think of it as 50-50, it's one. So there is no splitting of it, um, if that's like if that's what you're asking. It's literally we have. So we mm-hmm. don't see it as like you have this much, I have this much. Mm-hmm. Whatever we have, we have. Right. So that would be the simplest answer. Okay. To give our our mantra, uh, motto, however you want to look at it, has been when she does well, we yeah. do well. Mm-hmm. When I do well. We do well. Right. And that's how we approach it. Um, so, simply, yeah, there, there is no like, proportion or split. It's, we, um, when we got married, uh, we both, ironically, had accounts at the same bank because the bank that we were, uh, yeah, I've Capital been at the court. same bank since I was 16 years old. Yeah. Capital court. Right. And so the bank that was there, like just within the vicinity to where it was, we mm-hmm. just ended up having to, you know, have accounts there. All. And so we, we uh, got married in 2004 and um, we ended up establishing an immediate joint account. It was just like, all right, we're married now. It's a joint account. Um, it wasn't even a conversation in the sense of like, what should we do? It. I think we we're on the same page of just, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have another way of thinking of it. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I didn't either. It just was the expectation. Like, and to be honest with you, I didn't even have a model. I didn't come from a two-parent household or to say this is how life, you know, has been demonstrated for me. Mm-hmm. For me. Yeah, when Chad brought up the fact that, like, he didn't have the models to model his marriage off of, that really, like... I don't say hit home, but like I was like, man, I feel that because we yeah, really, definitely. we really don't. You know what I'm saying? Like we've had, or on my side, like my mom had two, um, two unsuccessful marriages, um, and then with my dad's passing, um, you know, I wasn't able to see their my dad and my stepmom's like relationship mm-hmm. come uh, to fruition, like as an adult or like as a teenager, even growing up. And then with your situation of like your mom and your dad like being separated since you were. Like two. Two, right? Like, we haven't had, we haven't really seen that, I guess, like, from a immediate family perspective. Right. Of, like, what that looks like, you know? Right, definitely. And I think that the way that Chad and Robin really talk about that oneness and how, like, on the same page they are about that really hit home for us um, and is really inspiring um, to us and kind of has helped us um, kind of have a change in perspective of really, like, just a whole different view that we were kind of, you know, struggling with the semantics of our mm-hmm. arguments. And rather than that, like, they really just brought it home for, for that oneness. Um, and really talked a lot about, about trust and the trust that they have in their relationship. 
because again, like there's this trust between us. Like we yeah. went into it saying, I trust you. You trust me. This is us. So just to recap what she said, it's clearly not even like I'm following up to see where you're spending, what you're doing, this, that, and the other. There are times when we sit there and I'm like, oh, we spent way too much money on fast food. We know when our lives get busy, we're like, oh, we need to start cooking at home. Like, man, we're just blowing money. Like, oh, man, look at how much we've spent. Like, ooh, wow, okay, yeah, let, let, let's let's tighten this thing up. And so when it comes to, like, say Chad wanted to buy a new pair of J's or something like that, mm-hmm. it's just all come out the same account. Neither one of us are at the point where we're, like, just splurging. Like, like we, we need to expand our wardrobe. Like, we're just... Practical. We're mm-hmm. we're very practical mm. people. Um, we like nice things. Is that uh, your hesitation? <laughs> I'm just saying, somebody. It ain't me. Somebody be shopping. Somebody. Right. Somebody be big. Be What's big shopping. Right. Right. Like, so yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I guess I, I see that other folks kind of have like different. Like we're there's different different relationships have different makeups. So yeah. We're just speaking from what mm-hmm. ours is. Yeah, we can only speak from our vantage point. I mean, yeah. um, us being very practical people who like nice things when we want to, you know, it's like one of those things we need deadlines to get stuff done. And we also need um, events to force us to like, all right, I guess I, I should probably get a new jacket or I should get a whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so they definitely made it clear that trust is, is an important, important part of of or any relationship mm-hmm. obviously but also financially mm-hmm. and i think we're still working on that <laughs> man and i'm gonna i'm gonna t- say it like it is you know what i'm saying i just be coming home and i just be seeing packages <laughs> it'd be like Anthony definitely does not trust me with money it'd be like mad clothes and i'd be like yo why'd you buy these and then she'd be, like, be asking me why i buy stuff it'd be like 12 items in a box <laughs> and then you like you you like don't keep any of it that's not true you keep like one item. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. I returned it all. But then, like, you be waiting like I, weeks to I return know. it. It just be sitting in your credit. We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like, it's something that we're definitely still working on. It's not that I don't trust Una with her, with her no, money. No, you don't. It's okay. We're no, 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 no. It's not that. It's not no, that. No, but I think that that's that's a real thing. It's okay that you don't trust me because, like, that's your hesitation. Your it's right? just you just be buying a whole bunch of stuff. But that's your hesitation. So you don't trust that if our money was put together in one account, that oh, yeah. I would be responsible. So say, if you got to limit you, them ASOS packages. So you don't trust me with money, and that's okay. That's something we're working on. I'm personally working on my own financial health and mm, wealth I right like now. Come on, financial health. But you know, it's all a work in progress. But I think that they're a great example of you know, what it can be mm-hmm. once you do have that trust. So, yeah, so from our vantage point, we're able to see a very polished product. Um, you know, they have beautiful house, beautiful kids, doing well. They're pretty successful and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, in their 21 years of being together, 15 years of marriage, I'm pretty sure that everything wasn't always so easy. Definitely. Um, and so we asked them um, if there was ever a time that one of them had to lean on the other for financial support. Um, like we are about to do. So part of um, our journey, I started off as the breadwinner because, you know, we had a daughter before we got married and um, I finished college, undergrad in 02 and 
went straight to the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas for, I was still going with school for a longer mm-hmm. time. And so she finished in 04. Um, and so I went straight into the professional corporate realm, you know, got in with a corporate salary and started moving up and progressing. Um, bought my first house when I was 23. So that was the interesting thing. I bought a house before we were married mm-hmm. because in my mind, I'm like, I have to set up a foundation for my family. I want to have a house. Oh, she keeps telling me, I use my hands. <laughs> Pounding for the noise. Um, <laughs> the foundation of like, all right, yeah, I got a career. You know, I got health care for my family. Now let me buy a house. Um, and so I bought a house in 2003 um, at the age of 23. And... Um, then we got married that following. I proposed, you know, that year as well in 2003. And then in 2004, again, very process oriented, like, OK, here's my plan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy a house. Then I have something for my family to move into. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my my. Chad is a visionary. He's always seen how his steps are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so we got married in 2004 and. and um yeah, I was the breadwinner financially in that regard in 04. And then after she graduated, she uh, took on a uh, a position at mm-hmm. a uh, private school. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, I laugh anytime time folks say we got pregnant. I'm like, she got pregnant. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <Stop playing. laughs> it's like, we were pregnant. It's like, oh, it's only the female that's pregnant. That's cute to say we pregnant, but at the end of the day, only, she's the only one that's pregnant. Um, <laughs> but we found out that she was pregnant in December of that year. And so then uh, we had our uh, second child, our son, that next year. Um, she took the year off, uh, which we wanted to do uh, to mm-hmm. give her time to just like, you know, mm-hmm. be there with our second child. And she wasn't able to do so with the first. Like after two weeks after our first child, she went right back to college. She had to do final exams. Mm-hmm. and uh, So she's like, no, I want to stay home. So that was like the first mm-hmm. moment where she wasn't bringing in income and I was the sole mm-hmm. uh, income um, provider uh, for the family. And it was cool because I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, I'll provide the house. I got the income, you know, everything's going good. But I think it probably got to a point where um, you got accustomed to two incomes and then it was there. It's like, we were actually fine. You know, I had a, a mm-hmm. duplex. We had rent coming in upstairs. So that was kind of my process, like bring in rental income. So that brings in yeah buffers, yeah, yeah. additional buffers. And it was like, so we were in a good position, yeah. but I think for a, a stint, maybe she was like, you know, okay, I'm a little antsy sitting at home right now. So she went back to work part-time mm-hmm. and that was less about finances, but more about, you know, doing I want to do something. Um, and so she started working part time um, after our son was, you know, maybe five, six months and then um, went back to full time work uh, after he turned one. And um, so that was like our first entry in there. Do you have any other like recaps from that? that was so, yeah, that was our first entry into like one income. You know, how did that work out? And it worked out fine because we had a buffer of like investment from a mm. planning standpoint. Mm-hmm. So and then we um, were in the process of getting to a place like fast forward to we were thinking about building a home. Mm-hmm. And so we moved into one of the rental properties um, for a temporary amount of time mm-hmm. while we were supposed to be building. But uh, what year? Because he's the detail person. 2008. 
2008, he was he came and spoke to me about God giving him revelation about leaving his job. So he left um, in 2009. In 2009, yes, and that means that I became the sole um, income per, uh, person mm-hmm. for how long? Mm. At least for the first two years mm. after first I left for on a teacher salary. Mm. On a teacher salary during the yeah. recession. Oh, right. And, and her salary was frozen for those few years. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. On so a family of four. I wasn't in a high income bracket. bracket yeah. so. so I went from being the breadwinner mm-hmm. financially to bringing in no income, mm-hmm. just out here serving, doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to take a quick step back, though, like I, when I said before, Chad had like always had vision of where his life was going. Mm-hmm. And God did something to put that to a halt. Mm -hmm. And the reason why Chad is used to being able to make things happen. God was showing him, you have to rely on me in order to really make things happen. So for a moment, he took time to break it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he literally broke it from, I can make this happen to Lord, I need you to Mm -hmm. make it happen. So that was the lesson in that time. Mm -hmm. But during that time... It was a lesson. So, um, yeah. But I will say he never let us hit the bottom with anything. He always took care of us with things. It, felt, more, it felt low. Yeah, it felt low. Mm-hmm. It felt low. But every so time honest. we felt like we were getting ready to hit bottom, he did something yeah. to take care of us. Mm-hmm. Um, there was all, We never actually lacked for anything. If you ever think about hearing about the Israelites in the wilderness, their clothes didn't wear. Uh, they always had food provided for them. They didn't know where it was coming from. I mean, they knew where it was coming from, but they couldn't. They called it manna because they're saying, what is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was that manna. was our experience. We're and, like, and how and to get real about did we it. get to do this? Or how did this come about? Because we did have some struggle, a lot of struggle moments. I'll, I'll put them out there. So yeah. just, just yeah. to be candid, um, sort of go from being the breadwinner where, you know, by myself, I was making over double what she was making as a teacher just in professional salary and then had other investment properties during that time. You know, we had the duplex we were living in, had some other investment properties. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were good, you know, we were in a good position, but I just know it was like, man, I'm not, I'm not feeling where I'm at in life. Like, you know, even had another promotion waiting on me at the, uh, at the time. And it was just like, I'm not feeling where I'm at. Like, it just felt like there was something else I was supposed to be accomplishing in life. And so to go from that with three investment properties, you know, good salary, you know, wife, two children at home, and then to just leave, like literally with, mm-hmm. you know, a small stash on the side, but nothing substantial. Um, and then to go from that to, you know, one car. Right. Well, it, it uh-huh. didn't get there. Like here are all the things we yeah. went through when I left, yes. when I left February of 09, when I left Aurora, um, there was like a four to five year period where we experienced some interesting, uh, you know, things, which included our second car, the engine went down. Um, and so we couldn't afford to fix it. So we had one car for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, the investment properties that we had um, lost those. It was a recession foreclosure. The primary residence that we were living in during that time. You know, we had some tenants upstairs, but were, you know, like struggling to do some different things, lost after foreclosure. Somebody bought at the sheriff's sale and said, hey, 
do you want to stay here? And that was very humbling. Like, I, this was my house. Now someone came in and said, do you want to stay here? Remember mm-hmm. taking all, all so of the control. So it was all about control. God saying, look, dude, you don't have control. Because, again, remember, that was my, my foundation. Like, I got to... I got to build a future for my family. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, would believe that God honors, you know, at least that true, genuine heart and one to, to provide. But I wasn't malicious. And it was more of me thinking like, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And so that I struggle, you know, with that, with when folks say they're self-made, like nobody's self-made. So for me, it was a pruning process to say, look, dude, you, you didn't create this. Everything you have comes from God. Be a good steward over. So mm-hmm. fast forward to the end of that coming out of the journey, like literally everything on the other side after I really, you know, got the lesson, it actually brought Robin and I closer together, believe it or not, even more financially because we were like, this is us. So it's like, she's bringing in the salary, but she still treated me as head of household, as a spiritual leader, as a provider. So you're asking that question of like what, like that dependency, it never became a thing of me saying, I'm the breadwinner now, yeah. so yeah. this is how it's going mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. It's a it it didn't happen that way because, like I said before in the beginning, it's ours. Mm-hmm. So this is where we are. So I think what they were saying about you know the whole um, single income, like relying on each other in that regard, really resonates with how um, or like a lot of stuff that we're going through right now. And so yeah. with um, Una going to grad school. Um, and if you are familiar with like the grad school stipend process or just like how funding works in general, like there is no funding. Right. And so like trying to figure out from like an employment standpoint, um, what, what job or what job should I be looking at that can provide, um, for both of us essentially when it comes to just like our basic needs of like living arrangements and taking care of the dog and like stuff like that and like not, um, and not require her to necessarily be um, as involved financially um, as she is now um, because she won't have a full-time job and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that's hard for me, too, because I don't like the feeling of of that all going on your shoulders um, or the feeling that I'm not contributing in some way. Um, And so their story of just, like, how almost seamless those transitions I mean not that they were seamless or not easy in any regard but that you know when things happened they made their way through it and didn't have any like resentment or anything for each other being able to support the other more so because because of that oneness that they already had established from the beginning for sure yeah and I think another great takeaway um, from the, our talk with them was the importance of balance and and really playing to each other's strengths, which i I think that we do, but we're still learning so balance for us is we know each other's strengths mm-hmm. we know where each other is we so what Chad has said to me is like there's some things now I know to just take care of because I know that's not your strength area. Mm-hmm. Especially and because I just it's know us. it needs to get right. done. Since it's our account and our mm-hmm. credit card and everything, if you don't mm-hmm. pay it on time, it's going to impact both of us mm-hmm. right. versus if it's just your credit card and you don't pay your credit mm-hmm. card, it's just your credit. Mm-hmm. So that that's right. that's the all-in part of it where, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's like we, we have our credit card together. And then yeah. even on the business credit card, I've got a business credit card, but you can add people to it. She's got access to my business. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if if things aren't paid, it's impacting us. And so it's a marital state anyway. 
Uh, so, so however you want to look at it, yeah, right. if you try to be separate and then it goes awry, it's a marital state. It's they right. still going to somehow you're going to wrap around. And one, the other thing I was going to say is because we went through that wilderness place, credit got bad for both of us. Like mm-hmm. because you're thinking foreclosures, you're thinking mm-hmm. like it hit both of us. So we did something uh, with credit karma. Um, we went through the process of that and were able to build our credit back up quickly because of the strategies they give you. Right. So we're back in a good place. But he knows that's not my strength. Like calling and being like, I need this to be taken off my credit. I spent that because entire year. He was cleaning, cleaning up, up mm-hmm. my credit because he knows that's not that's my not strength. Like, like I need call. us to be good. Yeah. Right. So he took care of those things. But knowing you really have to know and it will become an argument in in it did in a few different ways, but at the same time, at the end of the day, when you start to know and you try to do it in a peace way of like, that's, she gets me where I'm not doing well or whatever and vice versa, it comes together. So we really, really enjoyed this talk with Chad and Robin. And while our entire conversation was really, really meaningful, their final words of wisdom really made us think about finances less in terms of money Um, and more in terms of the underlying causes of struggle in relationships um, and really understand how those those things can be affected. You're asking all these questions about finance. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's not about the finance. It's really actually about control. Yeah. It's not finances. It's power and control. The battle, the age-old battle is power and control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so... Money is just that piece because it's so valuable. But if I have control, I have say-so, that's where the arguments come from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when people start making decisions, um, mm-hmm. like without even consulting or um, this is mine, I've done this. We got some friends that are going through that right now yeah. um, in a huge way, huge way. And it's not about the money. Right. So at the end of the day, if you come across a moment where you're arguing about it because arguments do come up, you got to remind yourself it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. It's about the power control. Am I trying to dominate by doing that? Mm-hmm. Is he trying to dominate by you make this decision? Or I feel betrayed mm-hmm. because you made this decision without me. Right? me. Like, I know I can't stop you from doing it. I want you to, but you didn't even consult me. Mm-hmm. Like, do you even respect me? So it's like the dominance, the control. Like, do you respect yeah. each other? And yeah. so our foundation outside of all the other stuff started in a respect for each other. So I hope that you all um, took something out of this conversation because I know that we for sure did. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one thing we also want to note uh, for individuals who are listening to this podcast who may not identify like within a specific religion or anything like that, Um, We hope that you were able to still take away pieces, um, like even with uh, Chad and Robin being so like spiritually led. um, I think that just their overall talks of like balance, um, trust and things of that nature are still like transferable across um, individuals, regardless of their their religious beliefs. Definitely. Yeah, I think this was such a great way to start out these conversations it really brought up so much more than just talking about finances and we really really appreciate chad and robin taking the time to to talk with us and and share their story as well as their advice and wisdom 
Um, and we're really looking forward to having more conversations with other folks in our lives and beyond. Absolutely. So thank you all for tuning in. Be on the lookout for episode four, where we are talking with our good friends Antonio and Callie, newlyweds. So that's going to be exciting. Um, and yeah, we're excited to engage with you further. Have a great rest of your week. Whoop swag YOLO. Face God. Stop it. Bye. Hey, y'all, be sure to follow us at The Engage Podcast on Instagram and The Engage Pod on Twitter. You can also follow our personal pages at A-Y-Y-O-A-N-T and at Una Amor, O-O-N-A-M-O-R. These episodes are produced by Anthony and myself. Our theme song is by Anthony. Like, comment, share, and thank you for listening.